a beautiful day in this neighborhood. A beautiful day for a neighbor. Would you be mine? Could you be mine? It's There's no person in the whole world like you. And I like you just the way you are. CDJ, <laughs> oh, episode 43. 43. I just wanted to start off the episode with a little reminder of the easier ways in life and the nicer people in life. And I think every day we go out, we should respect each other and think about the hardships that we've all gone through and the hardships that everybody else has gone through. And that's where we're going to leave it for this podcast because we like to have fun over here. I'm Chuck. <laughs> I'm done. And I'm Jesse. I was just trying to make some money. CDJ, baby. <laughs> Jesse, Welcome back, everybody. Je- Jesse, Jesse. Welcome back, everybody, uh, to another fun-filled episode of the CDJ podcast. There's been a lot of stuff going on this week. <laughs> fun-filled. <laughs> in the uh, past few months, and the plot just keeps getting a little thicker. But we're here to take that uh, that stress off your mind and for you to kick back, put your feet up. And just relax with your boy. Hello, Angel, this week. <laughs> Would you be mine? Yep. Could you be mine? Been a hell of a year so far. Nuts, right, yeah, guys? No doubt about that, yeah. I know we're not going to get into it, but I just want to say R.I.P. George Floyd, and uh, hopefully all this shall pass soon, and uh, hopefully we will all stand united as one. I'm just going to leave it at that. Absolutely. You know, as the hardships keep getting harder, they're just not going easy for Jeff Lowe. No. <laughs> well, that was already planned on how ha- he already knew that was going to happen. Yeah, he, he has the he has got the he's got the other uh, the other zoo already ready. Well, the the zoo is uh, they they're saying that he's planning on having a um he's going to take over the tiger show for Siegfried and Roy in Vegas. Shut the fuck up! I swear to God, they're already planning on doing it. Really? Wow. Jeff Lowe and Jeff Lowe. I can't stand that fucking guy. Uh, Jeff Lowe, a low life fucking scumbag rat bastard. Yeah, Jeff Lowe life. <laughs> Oh, man, I fucking can't stomach him. But, hey, uh, I don't know, man. I guess good for him. <laughs> you think I they really got that guy over that lemur? <laughs> I am never going to financially recover from this. <laughs> uh, it'll all come crashing down eventually. And I'm, I got faith that Carol Baskin will get hers, too. Calm as a motherfucker. That it's all going to fucking, it's gonna, that <laughs> fucking bitch. It's all going to come back around. It will. It will. Carol? She's taking over the zoo, right? I guess, yeah. Uh, I mean... Also, the sheriff in the county where uh, her ex-husband went missing says that he believes that the invest well the investigation's already open. He believes that the documents on his will were all forged. I did see that too. Yeah. But this is all probably things that are going to be building towards the second season of. Yeah, Tiger we got to we got to get the guy from uh, Pawn Stars. Doesn't he have like a, a handwriting specialist? Yeah, exactly. He's got a guy. Also, <laughs> Joe Exotic is coming out with <laughs> comics, the Tiger King comics. <laughs> Not him. Is that like a gay erotica comic? Probably. Yeah. Probably. Actually, I just watched a preview for a, speaking of gay erotica. Uh, I just watched a preview for a movie and it was all about how the nightmare in Elm Street 2 was like heavy uh gay. The uh, main character, they call him the first male sc- scream queen and he was like ousted <laughs> in Hollywood because he was gay and they made the whole movie gay, but they didn't really mean to, but they did, I guess. But this guy got like the black- second one. <laughs> yeah. But the guy, the main character, he was supposed to be like a big breakout star. At that point, he wasn't, like, out, but he was, like, the first male scream queen in one of those scary movies, and, like, he got ripped up. The whole documentary is about it. I, I It took... It was weird, but I kind of want to watch it. A little, in, a little invigorating, if you will. Wow. Yeah, keep me updated on that one. Yeah. yeah well, I got a hard-on for it. 
Oh, whoa. <laughs> Political like- condoms. Vote for me or you need this because you're screwed. I was about to say you like porn. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit. Oh, the reason why I started off on top of whatever is going on today, I started off with the, uh, we started off with the Mr. Rogers clip was because I did get to see the new Tom Hanks, Mr. Rogers movie this week, uh, Beautiful Day in the Neighborhood. And? It was really good. Was it I, sad? Uh, I got to see it. It looks yes absolutely and no. amazing. Yes, I want to see it. I definitely yes want to see it. I love no, Tom Hanks, man. And I love took- Mr. Rogers. Yes. It took a whole nother angle than you would have thought it took, though. It's about Mr. Rogers, but it's more about this guy. Um, the guy that's doing the documentary on him, or it's supposed to be a documentary on him, right? Something like that. No, so this but reporter. That's what the preview looked like. Well, yeah, kind of, sort of. So this reporter, Lloyd Vogel, it's played by Matthew Rise from, uh, he was in The Americans. He's in the new Perry Mason sh- uh, short series coming on HBO. He's a really phenomenal actor. But he's a writer who's supposed to just do like a small piece on Mr. Rogers for Esquire magazine. Yeah. And he ends up meeting him. And Mr. Rogers like totally tunnels into like his life. The movie starts off, this guy gets him in a fight with his alcoholic father at like his sister's wedding. And Mr. Rogers like he just goes dwells right, right into his he life. He Mr. Rogers him. <laughs> and he like. He can't deny, but like to talk to Mr. Rogers, almost like he's a psychiatrist, and it's nuts. He it's can't just, deny Rogers, uh, dude. Yeah. Honestly, and, man, that is such a fitting movie for everything that's going on right yeah. now in the world, man. And just Mr. Yeah. I feel like a lot more Americans just need to watch that movie. Need to watch Mr. Rogers in general. Right, just throw on some old fucking throwbacks of Mr. Rogers, man. Like, learn some of the best life lessons from that show. It's funny. I, uh, yeah, in the movie, guy. they like show Mr. Rogers Seriously, talking about one of like, the greatest people ever. What he does about like anger, and I guess he was like an avid like swimmer, and he's like, you just punch a pillow, or you go swimming real, real fast. Like it was like it's kind of creepy to the point where I think that's what it was about him. Like people were like standoffish on him because he had like a not a creepy element, but it was like too nice to be true almost. Mm-hmm. And he was like really truthful to that. Like he really, really was, which is crazy. Like so in the movie, they asked him like, do you think it was hard for your kids to grow up? Like, in your shadow. And he's like, I don't understand the question, but now that you've put it that way, I guess it could be. Like, he just always, like, there always was an explanation for everything that happened in life. And he took it in a different way and and read it a different way and and had it processed through his mind and not an angry way. Yes. Which I think a lot of things, obviously, today could go in that uh, way. Way, 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 way. How many times am I going to say way? Um, But... (laughs) The movie overall was something I definitely would recommend to people. It's a great watch. It's light. It's not as heavy as you would think. You might I, get you might get a little tear out of it, but it's it's light and it's really good. Yeah, I feel like there was there's definitely some tears to be had. I yeah, remember I mean, watching the trailer for it. I was just like, wow, this looks absolutely. The trailer, amazing. I feel like, made it look like it was going to be kind of sad. That's why. Actually, the one part they that. play in the trailer is the one part I got like a tear in my eye, and when he's on he's on a train, and just like everybody on the train notices him and starts singing. It's a beautiful day in the neighborhood. I'm like, oh, my God. <laughs> you all the next up. week in the Chronicles of Chuck crying about movies and TV. <laughs> now, that's one that t- uh, definitely tugs at the heartstrings, though. I could see that. I could see me getting a little fucking teary-eyed about that, too. Yeah, it was... Uh, yeah. yeah. Seriously. Yeah. There's a couple movies that are brought, you know, a couple of tear-jerkers. That one probably would be one of them, just because, you know, watching his uh, show as a kid and everything and... Who he is as a person, and you know, yeah. just love everything about him. Speaking of teary-eyed, I know we don't usually talk about like reality shows and shit, but I watched uh, America's Got Talent the other night, and oh, it was this man. guy Archie. Yes, he was, dude. He was framed, wrongly, well, framed, wrong. wrongly accused for a uh, for Spent. a rape. Spent thirty-seven years in prison 
for the rape. They went back, got the DNA, he got out, and he sang... um, Archie. Yeah, he sang... It was an Elton John song? Yeah, he did. He sang an Elton John song, and I think it was... was Don't let the sun come down on me. I'm not doing it any justice, everybody. But that far... I was crying my eyes out on the couch. This poor guy, dude. 37 years in jail, dude. Imagine that. Wrongfully accused. And that was the thing. Like, they they had no evidence whatsoever. I think he was, like, riding his bike or something, and they nabbed him off the fucking street. Yeah, and his fingerprints are, like, nowhere to be found. And come to find out, the DNA that they found was on, like, a serial rapist at the time. Yes. 37 years later. That's insane. That is insane to me. I don't even know how you would keep... Yeah. Same. Dude, such a fucking sad story, though. But yeah, his name was Archie Williams. And not to mention, he did over 30, 37 years of prison in the most bloody prison in the country. All my pictures. Yep. Let it breathe. Seem to fade to black and white. Hell of a voice on that. Let, let him hit the chorus. He deserves it. I'm going tired. In time stands still before Frozen here I was not expecting Archie to look like this. On the ladders of my life Wow, girls are crying in the audience. Don't let the sun go Search myself. It's only someone else I see. I just another fraction of your life. unbelievable yeah that was definitely a little bit of a tearjerker watching that uh it's so sad but i want to tell a dirty joke right now oh come on don't do it what's every priest's favorite elton john song oh come on don't let your son go down on me (laughs) (laughs) that was a shout out to uh dr james ginda told me that joke (laughs) did he (laughs) yo i'll tell you what the doc always has Fire jokes, and they're always good. I think his delivery is a little bit better than yours was. Yeah, it was. Because <laughs> no, I felt bad about saying it. Every time he tells a joke, I die laughing. He's got um, the best ones. But Archie Williams, banger. Yeah, I hope spent- the guy makes it far. I'm actually gonna watch this season of uh, I hope so too. America's Got Talent. I, uh, Crazy I, to think, man. Wrongly convicted, 37 years in the bloodiest prison in the fucking country. How old is yeah. he? Because he doesn't look that old. 59. Well, prison keeps people young. 59. He went into prison at 22. Because he looks like he's like 35. No, he looks good. He it's does. crazy. <laughs> yeah. Uh, fucking sad, I man, hope he does but, the best uh, he possibly absolutely can. Absolutely incredible. And his outlook, if you listen to 
Um, there was a whole interview before. Yeah, if I just, you listen I just to, the to the interview, song. if you listen to the interview, go back afterwards and listen to it. Prior, his outlook on life as somebody who spent thirty-seven years wrongly convicted is absolutely fucking amazing. It's like people like him that give you fucking hope with all the fucking bullshit going on in the world. Yeah, it's fucking incredible. <sighs> fucking incredible. Good for Archie. Yeah, I want to hear more of that voice. Oh, we're going to hear more. We're going to just bounce around today because there's so much different shit and different categories. Yeah, we, you want to talk about Lance? You want to talk about Lance? Yeah, we can get into Lance Armstrong. Since that's the only notes I have. <laughs> yeah, I don't I don't have anything on Lance. I haven't had a chance so, to watch it yet. So last week I had watched the first part of the Lance uh, Armstrong 30 for 30. This week was the conclusion of the <laughs> 30 for 30, the part Which two. I do have to finish. Is Lance Armstrong a cocky motherfucker? Yes. Absolutely. Do you have to be in that sport? I didn't know that, but yes. Was he the only one doping? Hell fucking no. No, not even close. The sport was built on doping. Yeah. Everybody was doping. The one season was a 2000, I think it was. uh, But that was the one season where like... All of them, dude. Yeah, but no, there was like the big conspiracy when it all came out. Yeah, that's when it started happening. And then on top of it, at that point, Lance Armstrong had a hand with all those guys. So he was running the dope testing facilities like he had a it's called wada is that in the second the world episode? anti-doping agency no this is the first one and then it goes into the second one i don't remember seeing that but he has so much influence on this war he won seven tour de france's like you say now seeing him in the beginning of this so the u.s postal service who was sponsored by him is suing him for like 20 million dollars he ends up settling for five million dollars but he looks like somewhat of a broken man which sucks but i mean he did what he did the guy did, I never knew, I thought it was just testicular cancer that he had at the age of 28, but it spread to his lungs and to his brain. Yeah. He had brain and lung cancer and testicular cancer. They said he wasn't even supposed to live. Like, when they talked to the doctor, the doctor was like, we just told him he had 10% just to give him some hope. They were like, yep. the doctor was like, hey, I did, he didn't even give him a chance at all, basically, yep. is what they said. Like, no, no one recovers from what happened Everybody on all of his teams were pretty much doping. It was the way to go. It was even the, the way, other teams, they were saying It was that. this Dr. Ferrari that was, like, the biggest doctor in uh, cycling at the time. He was the person who influenced all this. But Italy, Germany, Spain, everybody was doping. They... Now, it was his own fault because he just had chance after chance after chance to admit what he was doing, and he didn't. But the cocky bastard got away with it. He got away with it. He won seven Tour de France's, took four years off, and then got pissed off that he thought people that weren't strong enough contenders in the sport were winning. So he came back. When he came back, he got threatened from the doping agency that they were going to release the hounds on him until they found something. And he kept <laughs> fucking coming back. He, his ego would not let him fucking stop. He has the biggest ego in the world. It's crazy. From a kid, though, he was like that. Yeah, I think he's a vampire, to be honest with you. I feel like they show him as a kid. No. He looks exactly the fucking no, same. No, he looks rough now, His dude. face, I don't know. I feel like he, that guy never ages, even I after got, cancer. I got to watch it, man. I really do. Also, they were saying how, like, they don't know. He was, like, asked if... If he thinks like the steroids and shit had anything to do with the cancer. And at that point, it was unsure. They were doing a lot of shit. He, he says he wasn't sure. Though. Yeah, he wasn't sure. But he said that's enough of a chance for it to be an influence that possibly yeah. it did have to do with the cancer. It just sucks because in the documentary, they talk about there's a woman that's on there. She was a runner. She got cancer. And she talks about how the cancer society and a bunch of different influences in the cancer world never told her about the loss of fertility when you become, when you go into chemotherapy, that you couldn't be able to have a baby. This is the point 
where Lance Armstrong did good. The Livestrong, he never took a dollar from. No, none. That was his number one thing. And this lady says said that, it, and it was like that 40 she million. owes everything. She has four kids to Livestrong because they were the ones that told her to freeze her eggs before she went and got chemo. When she got chemo, she wasn't allowed, uh, wasn't able to have kids. She had four kids because of the Livestrong, with wow. which which Lance Armstrong was a big vocalist that he did. He froze yeah. his eggs and saved them for him and his girlfriend after his treatment also. So there was oh, a lot of good shit. that he did out of it, but there was also a lot of bad. It just sucks. It's You see a broken man in a sort of way, and there was a lot of people involved. It was like in the... um Man's been through a lot of shit. I can crazy understand shit. why he's a fucking broken man, or at least is so, looked at. While we're on the subject that we're always on, the mafia. So there was points in this story that were mafia-like, if you'd like to say. There were there was a, a, a cyclist that took the rap uh, Floyd Landis for doping. He took the rap. He got suspended for two years. He came back when Lance Armstrong was coming back off his retirement and they outed the guy. They're like, dude, we don't want anything to do with you. You're cancer. You can't be in this thing, which is like somebody taking the rap for the mob, getting out of jail and the mob tells them to go fuck themselves. So that was the falling brick in this whole thing was him amongst other people that knew that Lance Armstrong were doping and he denied them when they were doing the same thing to help out his, he was the captain of the team. Yeah. Another girl that he still, dudes, till this day will not admit to it. One of his teammates and his teammate's wife were in the hospital when he was sick with cancer. And they asked, should we leave the room when the nurse comes in? He said, no, stay. While the nurse came in the room, she asked him, have you ever did uh, sports enhancement drugs? Yes. This one, that one, this one, that one. He admitted to all the shit right in front of these people. And then they used it against him later, which is understandable because I think they got caught. Everybody got caught and everybody folded, just like the fucking mafia. But the sad part about it that Lance Armstrong was saying was there was an Italian uh, writer, Simone, that he was the biggest utter hero like Lance Armstrong was here. And when he got caught doping, they the whole country turned their back on him and he ended up dying of a drug overdose. Like a month later, he admitted to the doping. He just couldn't take the shame. While Lance Armstrong says the top, people that are still in the sport those guys were doping before and the their countries forgave them if they are not still doping and some of these people were oh, outed shit. and killed and killed themselves another rider went fucking mentally insane because his country turned his back on him and lance armstrong went right after he got accused and found out that he did and went to the mental institute with this guy because he's like it's not fair for them to pick and choose who the fuck they want to ruin their lives which is pretty fucked up the only thing is that Lance Armstrong was on a scale of those guys to like times a hundred million. He was the biggest hero that this country's ever seen. He's the biggest name in the sport. Yeah. Well, to one this of the day. Only- yeah, yep. ever. I, don't, I couldn't even tell you really anybody else. But. <laughs> not that kind of bike, ask, when they, bicycles uh, anyway. BMX. Yeah, not that. When they ask his yep. teammates, his former coaches, other competitors in the sport. Yes, he doped. Did he have a competitor? Nobody else could have done what he did, no matter if he was doping or not. Exactly. His compet- Dude, there's a part in the documentary. There's one of the guys that they talked to. He even said he's like, he's like, it's literally impossible to even do that race without taking some kind of performance. Yeah, they it's like the, impossible. They changed the format. I didn't even realize it's like, I'm not being accurate, but it's like uh, 20 different stages for 20 yeah. different days that you do. It's crazy. So one of the races, his one of the guys goes down in front of him on the bike, dude. 
he scoots through the fucking grass, goes through down this whole like valley downhill and grass, goes across the whole field, grabs his bike, runs over the remaining grass, jumps on his bike and gets back into the race. Everybody was like, I've never fucking seen anything like that in my whole entire life. Guy's a fucking animal. That's, a that's where, that was in the second episode. That's right, right where I'm at in the second episode, like 10, Shit. 20 minutes in. Fucking amazing. I grew up like... My father, huge fucking fan of him. And you know what? There's I always, always thought he was awesome. Yeah, there's always going to be... That's like my father always said it. One of his favorite athletes of all time. Regardless of the you know the scandal, the fucking steroids, all that shit, it doesn't matter. The doping, he's got to be looked at as top 10 greatest competitors of any sport ever, in my opinion. He, For sure. Uh, probably even top five. Like, is... His will to win and the competitiveness that he brought to the table and the sheer dominance, not to mention what he went through in his life, the fucking cancer, everything, beating that, just absolutely fucking amazing. You can't, like... I got the name wrong just so I don't mess up anything, but Simeone was another guy. It wasn't the Italian guy. I forget the Italian guy's name. But the Simeone guy, he had so much clout. Uh, Armstrong had so much clout. So this guy, Simeone, outed out that Dr. Ferrari. On camera, international TV, Lance Armstrong went behind this guy in the bike, didn't go past him, put his hand on his back and straight talk shit to the guy. On national TV, then rode by the camera and did the zipper over his mouth right to the camera. No he was shit. like... He's a, a, one of the he best says shit talkers. It, he says it in wow. the thing, but he he was past like a Michael Jordan. He At this point, dude, he admits it. He was a piece of shit. He was untouchable. He like made people's careers end because he wanted to. Yeah. Because he had that much power. He had one of the guys who won the Tour de France like before him. They both represented Trek bikes. He had this whole this guy's empire shit the bed just because the guy had said that he thought he was doping like he had a lot of power and shit on a lot of people which makes him almost hard to like but he's like like the emperor he kind (laughs) of looks like the emperor (laughs) it's like what he reminds you of i even though he is an asshole that's why i probably like him because he is an asshole but i I think he's hilarious in the whole documentary some of the shit he says like like, how about when he's talking about the uh he's like oh these guys they all shake each other's hands they're all respectful to each other he goes fuck that He's like, I'm talking shit. He's <laughs> like, this guy's a nutcase. Yeah, which could have been some of the reason of his downfall too. But. Yeah, it was just funny hearing how he was saying that. He's like, I'm not. He's like, no, I'm talking shit right to you. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah, he was a little cocky bastard from when he was a kid, but he still is. The second episode starts. He's literally like, he's like, I'm always gonna be relevant no matter what. Yeah, and he feels bad when he says. <laughs> To end this, I just want to give everybody an outlook next Sunday or this Sunday coming is the Bruce Lee 30 That's, that's 30 the one I'm looking forward to. Water, which oh looks fucking amazing. I can't wait to see that one. Yeah, I'm excited about yeah, that. Yeah, I really can't. Dude, I still am a sucker anytime it comes on. Have you ever seen the Bruce Lee uh, loose documentary, Dragon? No. His nephew plays him from, he played in the Jungle Book and stuff. It's such a good movie. It's called Dragon. I don't think I've ever it's heard of fucking it. Bond. I think it's on HBO. It's about Bruce Lee? Yeah, it's played by, it's played by his nephew. Plays him and it's his yeah. life story. It's a really, really good movie. It's awesome. Awesome. It's called. Dragon. Is it older? I gotta check it out. Yeah. Uh, Never heard mid nineties, <laughs> early nineties. I've seen Into the Dragon. Yeah. 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 Of course. I own it. I own it. Yeah. The me Dragon. too. Me too. That's a fucking classic. Hell yeah. Talk about someone that was ripped up. Right. Shredded. Crazy shredded. dude. Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. With the big footprint on his chest when he kicks him. <laughs> he kicks Bruce Lee. He's got Chuck that, Norris the, is the in the footprint. Chuck Norris, yeah. Yeah, Chuck Norris. Another missing in action. Another Dr. Jim reference. Sparred with Chuck Norris before. Yeah. That's top three for me. It's Bruce Lee, Chuck Norris, Dr. Jim. Right. That's top three fair. ninjas. Dr. Jim also sparred with Tung Po from Kickboxer. 
Really? Yeah. That's Dang. dope. That's dope. That's crazy, dope. right? This is Doc, super nice. Doctor Jim gets it in, dude. He bangs somebody. It's crazy. Bad motherfucker. Yo. He really is. It's crazy. Nice guy. Nicest nice guy, guy I've ever met in my whole life, and that guy will fucking just he's look a nice at. Guy. He'll look at you yo. hard enough, and you'll just fall it's down. He's dude. in the kata. Definition, <laughs> man. He's the nice guy could be could be a very bad man if necessary. I've seen a, like, I've seen him get ready like shit's popping off. He gets right in the ninja stance, getting Mortal Kombat. Well, he's like wow. Scorpion. Imagine man just him kicking somebody in the head, fucking just two seconds. That's it. Well, I would no. love to actually see oh, that. What? Oh man, I know we like people like that. They don't. I feel like he'd be like the guy that. that runs over though, and like he's like, "Are you okay? Are you okay?" Like after like after like if he was in like a fighting he'd, match, he'd hit you and catch you as you fell. No, like, you know the guys in the UFC, yeah. they knock out the guy, they run right over, like, are you okay, okay? Like, they'll rub their yeah. leg and shit, that's not yeah. him. Well, he's a doctor. He's a very yeah. compassionate man. Yeah, he is, yeah, yes, he is. While we're on the subject of karate, Dr. Jim, so <laughs> so the past few weeks, I've been going out, running, jogging, walking, a mixture of things in the morning. Yeah, yeah. But on top of that, I find myself getting a little stressed out, my anxiety's a little nuts. But I, uh, I've been trying, after my run every day, either... In the shower or bath or on the couch by myself, I uh, no, I don't want. It sounds like I'm saying. I can't wait to all. hear what you're gonna. No, it sounds like I'm let's hear it. <laughs> but I've been doing these uh meditation uh 10 minute 15 minute meditations. Dude, meditations it's fucking kind of crazy, dude. I'm not gonna lie to you. Like the guided ones, they walk you through. I've it. done those. Yeah, I've done dude, those. And they're like you know like yeah. breathe in and then feel your breath like it's a white light coming in your body and you like try, dude. And before you know listen, it, dude, I'm like, listen the 15 to, uh, minutes is over. Listen Yo. to I got a guy for you. I'll, I'll you told me the guy before. Dude, if it uh, wasn't something Stevenson, Jason Stevenson, yeah, I think it is. He's the best one, dude. His yeah, dude. like at nighttime, he does the hypno like the hypnosis shit. Dude, it's crazy. You'll have crazy ass dreams. It's nuts. Dude, if it wasn't for meditation and boxing, I'd probably be in prison right now. <clears throat> that might sound like a hot take, but no, that's, that's no, no. Like, I just coughed. It sounded, it sounded like the- <laughs> <laughs> but no bullshit. You know, meditation's fucking phenomenal. I recommend doing anything like that. Meditation. I think every any. Like everybody should have something like that that they could go to. Yeah, I find myself, uh, especially yeah, stress, with everything that's stress going will on, fucking anxiety, kill you. stress, absolutely, stress, will. stress, anxiety. That shit will fucking kill you. That take, will shave years off of your life. Just to take that ten minutes and like step outside yourself, yes. and like, or actually step inside yourself, maybe. But like, just to like to forget about all the bullshit around you and just like get back in your mind to like a center is super helpful. It really is. I mean, I really do feel when I open my eyes after the 10, 15, five minutes or whatever, yeah. I'm like, I feel lighter with like stress. I really do. I'm telling yep. I've been taking the CBDs every night and I swear it makes me, yeah, dude, CBD, it makes me feel different. Yeah, dude, I'm a big advocate on the CBD. If every single night I take them, them when get I go up to the bed. CDJ podcast. My girlfriend sells CBD in all shapes and sizes. <laughs> she does. Yeah. I didn't know that. Yeah, I told you that before. Well, I'm not going to give the plug then for the free bottles right now. <laughs> well. Oh, <laughs> uh, but yeah, CBD also, my girlfriend has, just to give you a little insight on a personal yeah, Your thing, fiance. My fiance has like <laughs> oh my mini, God. mini seizures. She has like oh. mini seizures. Oh, I not like, not, nothing like, like a seizure you see on TV and nothing like that. Just like, yeah. you wouldn't know if you looked at her why she was having it. It's just like, she doesn't know where she is. Or she Just like a short amount of time and. Yep, she was recommending to start taking the CBD, and she does, and she ups the doses a little bit, but huge help. Oh, I can only imagine a humongous help for it. Which, they so say that that's it the only reason why I started believing in it. Health issues, athletes, the things it does for them it, puts me know, to sleep. That's why I take fucking, it. It's proven. I need. A, I probably need to get into it myself with all the I joint take a pain and the pain I deal with on a regular basis. Yeah, my shoulder hurts me every day. Yeah, it's not a day I the wake CBD up. CBD lotion, dude, is nuts. Yeah. Dude, it works so good. I gave one of our friends. 
Uh, my buddy Eric saw me has bad knees and bad shoulders. He had he's had like three knee surgeries. There's a super concentrate super concentrate CBD. It's on a roller. It's like eighty dollars. It's a small bottle, but it lasts because you only need literally like one roll, dude. He put it on the front and back of his knee. Says it's the best thing he's ever done in his life. No shit. Hmm. He said it instantly within like 30, 40 seconds goes numb. I got to give it a shot, man. That's crazy. Between Me, my myself, shoulder, like my left knee from the car accident, and I'm a fucking mess over here. Me, myself, I like like the actual lotion a little more. It gives you more in a bottle for like $75, $80, and I feel like it does more. I don't need to concentrate myself. I put it on my shoulder because I've been carrying this world on my shoulders for years. Uh, <laughs> um, a couple more movies. Donnie, let me borrow a movie that he has been talking about for a while now. Um, starring Paul Bettany, uh, Malcolm McDowell, and David Lewis, I would say. David Lewis is from the Harry Potter movies. It actually popped right out to me when I see him. He was absolutely awesome in this movie. He plays Freddie Mays. Paul Bettany plays a, a young version of Malcolm McDowell's character. He fucking killed it. Um, they all it's did. It's great... It's a, it's a gangst, English gangster movie mixed with American Psycho is like the best I could fucking possibly put it. Um, it's a self... Uh, growing movie. He's growing not in the right way, but it's a person that gets infiltrated by money, greed, all about and the power. pursuit of power, That's and it. completely changes into the fucking like, devil. It's crazy, like how he idolized Maze when he was younger and like wanted everything, like looking at his suit and the way he dressed, the way yep. he carried himself. And I he think- wanted to be that man so fucking bad. Yeah, and the quote, Fuck. the movie, the movie line describes it the best: "The king is dead." Long live the king. Yep. Names. There's always another guy that's going to take the guy's spot. That's right. And there's always somebody looking to fucking sabotage everything to take that guy's spot. It's happened so many times throughout history. Paul Bettany, dude. One of the most slept on actors in Hollywood, I think. Vision. Uh, Knight's uh, he's Dude, good. Knight's Tale, he fucking... You ever see Knight's Tale? He kills yep. that movie. Yep. I watched a movie with him the other day, and it was kind of weird. Priest, have you seen that one? Yeah, I seen that. Uh, dude, it was, it was on, weird. It, it, it was, was on Netflix. On when it I just put came on, out on Netflix. It was on when I put on Gangsta Number 1. It came on Stars. Yeah, it's, it just came out on Netflix. Like, out of, crazy. I never even seen it or heard of it. I never seen that one. It's about vampire. It's, it's a, a comic little, book movie. It's a little out there. Like it's I, a comic I book yeah, it's good. I'll probably give it a watch because I like him as an actor. It's a vampire movie, you know? Yeah. Yeah, I'm not usually into vampire movies too much. I'll give it, it a watch. I don't know how to explain it. It is like he's a priest in it, and it's kind. It's in the future. I don't know. It's kind of like it's, it's I don't know how to explain. it. You're just gonna watch yeah. it. Yeah. Oh no, what he's good, really though. good into. He's a best friend and a beautiful mind. He's uh, Kurt. Oh, he's I've never be- seen that. Actually, he's he's oh, the invisible. Oh, I shouldn't movie. give it away. It's been fucking thirty. Oh, years what the, the f- spoiler out. alert! Thanks for ruining the whole fucking movie for me. So just give me the whole movie review. You could just watch the movie, <laughs> dude. You'll still be surprised. Trust me. What that he's was in his head. You didn't even know what it. Now I. <laughs> but Chuck, what would you rate that movie on a scale of one through ten? What do you think? I would say eight. Yep. I give it an eight. It was super entertaining. It wasn't Dude, like literally that's spot on with me. I I it was, I'm right there with you on it. It was a uh, low budget movie they did for ten thousand Rot- dollars. Rotten Tomatoes gave it seventy one. Yeah. Man, that's that's not too bad, it's even though fresh. I feel like it's better than that. Yeah. It's fresh. I think it's crazy to me that they made a movie with ten thousand dollars. Isn't that wild to think? That's Every insane. movie you see like, million in plus for the budget. Too, millions and millions like crazy money. Yeah. And honestly, the action scenes, everything about it, the way the movie was shot, it was fucking well done. I gotta watch well it. Done. The action scenes in it are like they're not perfect. Yeah, they're, they're not like, like gritty. They're, they're not, gritty and grimy. Yeah. It's more yeah. about like the 
the blood and the pursuit of it more than the actual action of it. Yes. But the characters in it played yeah, the golf club parts. scene. Yeah, the golf club scene, the hatchet scene, the fucking everything scene. Yeah, it was really, I really was impressed by it. I, Donnie, great recommendation. Gangster number one. Definitely check that out. Yeah. While we're on the topic of fucking bloody, gory shit, ready or not, I watched the other day. Yeah, what you Dude, were telling me. What's that, that movie was fucked. So it's about <laughs> this rich family that pretty much traded their souls for being rich. But the original... So fam- every rich person. Yeah, the original family uh, made their money off of board games. So the night that the son of the family gets married to this girl, she has to pick a card of a game that she has to play with the family. There's only one card that's bad out of the whole deck, and it's the hide-and-seek card. And she picks it. She picks it. Of course. So now the family has to kill the bride before the sun comes up in the morning, or their family will lose all their riches and be cursed. So what happens at the end? You got to watch it. Oh, you're going to leave me on a cliffhanger right like that? In in parts of it, dude. Is it on Netflix? "Ah!" It's on Netflix? No, it's brand new. It just came out on HBO. Oh, it came I, out yeah. in the past year. That's all right. I can, I can do that. Um, at some points, it's like so like suspenseful with gory and grossness. You're like, ah! it's like almost like hard to like watch. pulling fingernails off people's finger types. Oh, uh, shit. Yeah, which I'm not really into. <laughs> but the movie was cool. It was a twist. I'm a, a lot of movies now are just fucking copies. That sounds like you ever see like a uh, pest. W- would you rather have you ever seen that one? I've never seen that. It's kind of the same thing. They're playing a game. That movie we talked about, uh, Ray Liotta was in. It's kind of like that. He has to survive through the night. Oh, no. Remember the this one's like, game? This one's like they play a game. Oh, the most dangerous game? Yeah. This one's like they play this game, and you get however much money it is. you know. And at the end, but it has a crazy twist at the end, like the lady. Rat Race? <laughs> no, it's not like Rat Race. It's, actually, it's funny because it's actually got Ricky from Trailer Park Boys in it, which I think is crazy. But it's got the same kind of like gross shit, like pulling fingernails off. And like you're like, oh, it's like... And it, dude, it's it, that's a crazy one. Watch that. That's a super low budget movie. It's, it's, it's in one makes, room. There's <laughs> not much that makes me cringe, but that definitely. This makes one me will. Cringe. Oh, it's like, yeah. oh yeah, like, yeah, like this has like, got like, some fucking. I've seen some shit in my life, but that yeah, make me cringe every. The the time. twist at the end of this movie is yeah. nuts because she's going to play the game to win this money to like save. I think it's her kid in it. He has cancer or he has some something like that, and she needs to get the money. But then there's the end. I was like, what the. F- Fuck! Like it's like a double, double twist at the end. It's crazy. Double, I, double I won't tell you what it is either. Speaking of twists, another <laughs> movie I watched this week: Invisible Man. I want to see that too. It was good. I won't get into spoilers about that. So, like three years ago, they tried to bring back like the old Universal monster movies. I think we had talked about it, but yeah, we talked about. They it. did the Tom Cruise mummy movie, which shit the bed, and that's not the way they should do it. We've talked about Blumhouse on this podcast before. They're a small, independent. They do really um, good scary movies. Yeah, so they took on this in- Invisible Man, and they did an awesome job with it. It's really good, and I can't wait. Actually, the talks of Ryan Gosling being in the Wolfman movie are coming out, which I'm down for that. I love Ryan Gosling, and if they can do a low budget style movie of the Wolfman, not like the Benicio del Toro one that came out ten years ago. That one sucks. I'm more of a Teen Wolf guy, but yeah. Uh, no, the best <laughs> yeah. wolf movie is teen wolf. American Werewolf. And no, yeah. um, there's two of them. I'm trying to. It's John Landis, American Werewolf in London. Yes, American Werewolf in London. It's fucking scary. It's an early '80s, if not late '70s, horror movie, and it's fucking scary, dude. It's really scary. Yep. Ow. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. The only werewolf movie I think I can think of is like Underworld. Aren't there werewolves on that? 
Yeah, the Lycans. That's actually, though, I like that series. Yeah, An American Werewolf in London. I was out of Werewolf the other day. <laughs> I like this. This is actually a banger. This song's a banger. Yeah, it is. He was looking for the place called Lee Hole Fooks. Gonna get a big dish of beef chow. Yeah, Invisible Man. Uh, Kate Moss, I believe, is Kate Moss. I'm not sure who the girl is. Is the lead character. Uh, it's really well done. It was really good. It was, uh, it was, uh, it was worth it. My girlfriend wanted to watch it. It was like one of those first movies during quarantine that came out, but it was $20 to watch. I'm like, we're not fucking watching it. Yeah, it was so like Elizabeth every week Mo- we Elizabeth checked. And if, yeah, Elizabeth Moss, she's in the handmaid's tale. And, uh, finally it came out. And by the way, Jesse, just to fill you in, she fell asleep in the last hour and missed the whole fucking movie. No way. Yep. And I <laughs> must, te- must've been too I, much CBD. See? Yeah. I keep teasing her every day. <laughs> you want to be the one of that movie? Don't worry. I see. Seen it. $20, I think, is a little steep for movie rental. Evenings. I didn't get it. I waited until it was $4.99. Yeah, it's definitely steep. Yeah, I think that's a little crazy. It's the ones that are, that, those are the movies that aren't. I can buy the, a movie for that. No, no, but those are the yeah, movies seriously. right now that are, those are the movies that are right now that are, aren't. Are able, they're in the able, movie theaters. Well, yeah, so set, they're coming you know right I mean. out. Yeah. Which is crazy because it doesn't even cost that much money to go see it in the fucking movie theater. That's what, exactly what was going to be my yeah, next that's, The only that's one I'm point. really looking forward to is that. The King of Staten Island with uh, yeah, Pete that Davidson, does look which, that which I really might good. pay fifteen to twenty dollars to watch. I, the Bill Burr, I want to uh, see Bill Burr in that. Like, I like him. he looks like he's gonna be good in that too. He's yeah. good in. He's been in a lot of movies, man. He really has. If you really think about it, you ever see uh, the Heat? He has a lot, a lot of cameos. The Heat with Sandra Bullock. Yeah, that's yeah. a good flick. I like that. He played. He played. Uh, what's her face? His brother, um, McCarthy. Yep. Yeah, played her Black brother. Black and white with Kevin Costner. I, I know you didn't like it. He was in Stand Up Guys. He wasn't stand-up guys. Yeah, yeah it was, was a very almost, small, he's, brief role. He's all a Chappelle show. He's in almost every single episode. Breaking yeah. Bad, obviously. I want to. I would like to see him in more movies. F is for family. <laughs> F is for family. He was in Breaking Bad. So this, yeah, Bill Burr was. Yeah, he was one of uh, uh, a Better lot. Calls, yeah, he was Better Call Saul's bodyguard. Really, I don't him even, and Huel. I don't remember him being in that. At all. That's so crazy. Yeah. And he was just in The Mandalorian. Yeah, I liked him in The Mandalorian, too. He was wicked good in The Mandalorian. I liked him in that. He's going to be in it again, definitely. It's funny. Right before we started this podcast, we were talking about the Bilber zombie <laughs> skit about buying a gun. One, yes. of the best, one of the best comedy skits I have ever heard in my life. I've listened to it. All right. Noah, fuck it. Let's play it. I could definitely listen to this again. I'm ready for it. I'm yeah, already laughing. It hasn't even started yet. Everybody settle down. <laughs> I want to get a gun. <laughs> Me too. I do. Yep. I really do. I never had that feeling before until I moved out to Los Angeles. This city just messes with your mind, you know? It's overpopulated, technically doesn't have a water supply. <laughs> right? The dollar's crashing. Shit keeps no. you up at night. You're just sick of nights. What am I doing when the zombies come? Yeah. Right? Start reading up on shit. Get some powdered food. Plant some zucchini. Get a windmill. Right? And that's all well and good. But if you don't know how to fight, all you're doing is gathering supplies for the toughest guy in the block. Right? Just thinking about that. What am I going to do? Some dude turns me upside down, starts shaking the gold coins out of my pockets. I got to get a gun. So I'm on the road, right? I'm in Reno, great gun town. So I go down to that little gun store, right? 
come walking in there's some redneck there. I'm like, hey, man, I, I want to get a gun. He's like, I hear you. What you looking for? What you want? Mossberg, over under, 357 Magnum, right? Such rattling off all this gibberish, right? I don't know shit. I'm trying to play it off. I feel like a bitch because I don't know anything about guns. <laughs> so I was like, what do I do here? Ah, hell, well, I go, I'm going to go with honesty. I go, look, dude, I don't know anything about guns. They terrify me, but I'm worried about the zombies. <laughs> All right? Dude's just like, you need a shotgun. You need a shotgun, man. It's got a good spread. It's easy to load, doesn't have a lot of working parts. It's got a good spread. He kept saying that. It's got a good spread. I'm like, what does that mean? He goes, well, it means you ain't got to be that accurate. It's got a good spread. Further away you are, the more shit you hit. <laughs> got a good spread. In fact, you got a problem over here. You ain't even got to look. You just turn. Wow, that's it. You ain't got a problem over here anymore. Anything that was even remotely a problem ain't there anymore. Trust me. And then these people here, they saw what you just did here. You ain't got a problem here either. Feel me? Nine degrees taken care of right there. One shot. These people get smart, flip it over. Wow, that's it. It's got a good spread. <laughs> So I'm like laughing my ass off. I'm like, dude, look, I just want to shoot the guy. I don't have to do a bunch of drywall work, you know? <laughs> Reframe my diploma, get my parakeet another friend, you know? I just want to shoot the guy. So I'm like, you know, how about, how about one of these pistols? So he does like that classic, like that redneck trailing off thing. Like, ah, you want a pistol? Go ahead and get a pistol. <laughs> what do I know? I've just been here 20 years. <laughs> get a shiny one, right? <laughs> I was like, what's wrong with getting a pistol? He goes, I'll tell you why, buddy. Cause life, life ain't a movie. You feel me? Life ain't a movie. I'm like, no, can you please stop speaking in these backwards riddles? Can you just say what you're saying? I told you I don't know shit about guns. Come on, do me a solid here. What he goes, well, look, you ever watch a movie? Guy go blah, 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 he, he kills three people. Real life, man, you miss. You miss all the fucking time. <laughs> You miss enough times, man, you might as well, you're empty. You might as well just be standing there with a the big stapler in your hand. <laughs> man, what you gonna do? I was like, well, fuck it, let's get the shotgun. <laughs> so he's all ready to box the thing up, and then I'm like, wait a minute. I live with my girl, I can't just show up with a shotgun. Right? That's not some shit you can just come home with. If I found this stool on the side of the road, I can come home with this. Look at it. We can, we can refinish it. We can carve our initials in it. We can have a good time, right? They just show up with a shotgun. Hey, I got it for us, right? One barrel for you, one for me. No. So she kiboshes the whole thing. Till the other night, somebody broke into our car, sitting in the driveway. Starts fucking with her head, right? So she starts reading up on guns. <laughs> this is great. You know? Oh, she's reading too much, because now she wants to get one, but she's just like, well, I heard you got to keep the bullets in the safe, keep the stock in the garage. And, it's, I hate and then that what? Bit. Then what? I run around the house and assemble it. There's some dudes chasing me with an ax. You know? Even thinking this thing through, sweetheart. Just running around. Where's, where's the scope? It's in the living room. He's in the living room. <laughs> We're getting this thing. I want that fucking thing loaded right on the bedroom wall, right there. I'll put that thing on my jam jam sleeves. Just like that. There's no other point. That's funny though, when you, when you talk about getting a gun, you know? People like, they either totally for it or completely against it. You know, they either go nuts and start screaming, right? Or they start throwing out those stats. 
You know, actually, you, you increase your chances of getting shot by 80% the second you get a gun in the house. Really? What, because I'm going to load it and shower with it? Like, eh, eh, eh. The fuck? I know it's dangerous. You get a pool in your backyard, you immediately increase your odds of drowning in your backyard, right? You couldn't do that before. Now you step on a rake, in you go. No, I'm telling you. I don't buy into any of that shit. <laughs> Stats are so fucking stupid, you know? Not that they're stupid, it's the way people apply them. You already have your mind made up, and then Shock you go to omright.com, and you start memorizing a bunch of shit, and you just, rah, just throw it up at people. Sounds like me. This guy tried to get me to go scuba diving. I go, I'm not going, I don't want to get eaten by a shark. He's like, well, actually, 90% of shark attacks actually ah. happen in shallow water. It's like, no shit, that's where the people are. Well, <laughs> the beach. 90% of people are frolicking along the coastline. It's like there's people swimming to Europe. Let's go to Iceland, you pussies. Right? Oh, man. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> it's yeah. fucking genius. Dude, man. I love Bill Burr. No, that's why him, him and Dave Chappelle, they're the goats, in my opinion. He Absolutely. makes me die laughing every time. Like, I can listen to him. I've seen that stand yeah. up probably a hundred oh, times, and it's anybody, still uh, fucking hilarious. If anybody, if anybody, like, obviously, if you listen to us, you like listen to podcasts, definitely check out Bill Burr has a Monday morning podcast he does by himself. And he also has one with one of my favorite podcasters. It's called the Bill Burr Podcast. It's uh, Bill Burr and Burt Kreischer. It's fucking hilarious. I gotta listen to that. It's hilarious. Because I listen to his the, his solo one that he does. It's hilarious. It's awesome. Speaking <laughs> of podcasts, I don't know if you want to get into Son of a Hitman at all. Yeah, we talked to a touch little bit about it last quickly. week, but you hadn't listened to it, so give oh, me your man. outlook on it. I think it's, uh, it's, it's getting good. The, it's one of the best podcasts I've ever listened to so far. It just sucks you in. Like I said, I fucking binged right through it. I was on the road for work. I was flipping through. I didn't have anything to listen to. I fucking decided to check it out, and I couldn't stop listening to it. I couldn't wait to, like, get into the fucking truck to hit play again. It had, like, you know, I wanted to hear these interviews. I wanted I to hear what everybody had to say. You know, it was just fucking I get. Awesome, it's kind of scary to listen to, like, the guy, because it's with real time now, because he talks about, like, current events that are going on while yes. he's... so. It's scary to hear him say, like, oh, I was going to go down here, and I called the PI that I was with, and he was like, ah, oh, I wouldn't go down. Like, just like, this guy is going into dangerous situations to try to get this yes. story, which makes it even more, like, uh, rewarding when you get the scoop. Do I think we're going to get the real scoop out of the end of it? I don't think so. I think it's going to be left up to, like, your uh, deliberation because they're making it between people listen to it. It's, it, it's, it's about Woody Harrelson's father who was a... Uh, convicted murderer uh supposedly a hitman for the mafia whether to be in with the JFK. The yeah yeah it's very very interesting like when they read off his business card yeah that's fucked that like that makes me think he's like a see that's the part of it that makes me think he's like just a fucking con man but then some people go into graphic detail about what he does and it makes him look like a hitman so i'm on the fence at this point honestly i think he was a real life fucking he was an actor essentially he was a con man a lot of it was an act but do i believe he really killed people yes i believe he killed the first two fucking people that he killed and i think he killed more than just them yeah yeah is yeah. my take no. on it but do i think he killed um the fucking uh the, the judge. judge no 
But the thing I is, but the thing is, if he is, so my I think argu- he was involved with it. I don't think he did. Yeah, it. my argument on the hitman side of it is, if he was a a good hitman, every murder that they've talked about so far, he's had somebody with him to to kind of bring up the story. And I don't, and that doesn't obviously fit the brill for the judge getting killed or JFK getting killed or besides that being well, a hitman. Well, I don't the, think a hitman does that. I don't well, think. The, no, well, no. Then again, hit, hitmen for the mafia, yeah. A lot of them were like, you know, fucking get into a car. There's fucking three other dudes in the car, and they stick an ice pick through the back of a dude's neck. You know, that's that's a hitman move with witnesses right there. But most yeah, of the but time, every they one of better. those witnesses have like talked or went on. Well, you know think I mean? about it. He had. But he's been at, protected in every every fucking case he's been in. Well, he pretty you much just took walked. the words out of my mouth. Look at the fucking who he had for an attorney. He yeah. had the greatest mafia attorney of all time as his fucking attorney. People were like, how. Could he afford him? How would he even know how, about him, though? How would yes. even that's what it is? How would he even know about exactly. that small time fucking what, what were carpet they murder case? The guy won over like fifteen hundred fucking cases and got guys like fucking guys got away with murder because of him regularly, and he only lost a couple hundred cases in his whole yeah, career. No, not even, I think well, it was like fifty cases. That's something. Yeah, it was something like crazy low, and he won like over a thousand. It's just fucking insane. He, he was amazing at what he did. Obviously, you look at how the mob controlled things back then, getting a little further into it with like connections. Like I told you, I listened to the Mafia podcast as well, and it was interesting because it also had the take on JFK. And they were saying that, you know, it's pretty much – and, you know, I always – you don't have that. to get too far in the JFK stuff because that's just a rabbit hole that we'd go down. <laughs> no, no, exactly. Like Sam Giancana, <laughs> the Italian mafia were the ones who did it, which kind of goes with what Woody Harrelson, you know, like his involvement. Because uh, what's his face? The one that actually did kill JFK. He was a connected. John Wilkes Booth. No. <laughs> that was Abraham Lincoln. Yeah, I know, I know. Close. A lot of crazy coincidences with I JFK. Know. Give me freedom yeah. again. Yeah. Yeah. But. <laughs> But Lee Avi Oswald, his uncle was a member of the mafia and had connections with Marcello. And they're saying that Giancana and Marcello were connected. Them and um, Trafficanti, those three were the ones who conspired to kill JFK. And there's even a wiretap of them because they eventually whacked Giancana. They fucking killed him because he was getting too like public. Like John Gotti, his face was out there 24-7. He was, he took uh, fucking the FBI to court for Christ's sakes and tried to sue them. Uh, <laughs> mafia, yeah. mafia boss taking them to court and trying to sue them for I gotta, I gotta listen. I gotta listen. We should do a whole JFK episode because it's like a lot to we, talk to. I think we and should all listen thought- to these podcasts and like all put our take and everything in it. It's just That'd crazy cool. to think about, but it's just hard to like, it's hard to, to like talk to about to it without having your exact bullet points because you're literally gonna be no matter who talks about it unless you're organized you're gonna be all over the map because the fucking situation was all over the map you know what i'm saying yeah it's crazy like because every angle has like their own in-depth story about it it's crazy the zapruder films that's why it was really cool to listen to these two podcasts back to back yeah i gotta check out the mafia one you took a you took a lot from both of them about and i don't even know if we we've had a full in discussion about crime town on the podcast but dude i'm gonna tell you right now i told you earlier if you're from Rhode Island, you want to know about Rhode Island history, listen to the first season of Crime Town by Gimlet. It's on Spotify. Donnie, you're going to listen to it. You're gonna, you're gonna... Shit, I might listen to it tomorrow at work. Donnie, you won't, be, you won't be able to put it down, I'm telling you. It's like a good novel. Awesome. 
that's how I felt about um, fucking Son of a Hitman. I felt like it was a good novel. I didn't. I couldn't put it down. I did too. And at this point in the story, I just kind of want to say, fuck Lloyd Banks. Or, <laughs> or, 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 or is it or, Lloyd or is it Banks? To, or is it Tony Ayo? <laughs> I'm Ron Burgundy? <laughs> so last week we had reported in uh, the beginning of music that DMX had said that Lloyd Banks wasn't a lyricist and he had no respect for him. Until somebody showed DMX who Lloyd Banks was. And then he forgot... Who Lloyd that, Banks was. Yeah, he said, no disrespect to that. Not supposed to say the word. But I got it mixed up. And he was really talking about Tony Ayo, which is funny because I Tony Ayo does suck. But then Tony Ayo's response was, shut the fuck up. You're a crack. <laughs> <laughs> which is probably one of the funniest responses ever. Which is like, you'd have to get dissed by DMX to say that because nobody else would say that because they have respect for him. Yeah, and I don't think anybody else would mess that up either. Except for DMX. That's horrible. <laughs> That's a pretty big Quite fuck comical. Up. Very comical. I died when I heard that. I was like, this fucking guy, what a dummy. <laughs> like... um, did you see the preview? I think we talked about it last week. Or oh, we didn't talk about it. I told you to watch it. it was the... Uh, I didn't. The F- Five Bloods trailer. It was oh, the, maybe uh, I did watch Spike that. Lee, Spike Lee movie coming out on Netflix with Chadwick Boseman. It's about Vietnam. And they like buried a bunch of gold... No, I don't think I did. Oh, dude, it looks good. It's coming out. So that F is for family and uh, the King of Staten Island are all dropping on June 12th. Really? Next week? Hell yeah. yeah. Awesome. King Dang of Staten Island, I think, is like, you got to order it, though. Yeah, that's gonna. Yeah, I think that's going to be like an But F is for family. I can't wait. By the way, Donnie, watch the new trailer for F is family. The next door neighbor didn't die. Oh, he didn't. Uh, he's oh. in the preview, dude. He's going down. <laughs> he's going down the stairs. Like, I don't know dude, why. I thought he died. No one, no one you were kidding. You go down the stairs. Like, you slide on the stairs. Yes. Well, he's going face first down the stairs. He's doing a line of cocaine the whole way down the stairs. <laughs> it was in the preview. <laughs> yeah, that's right. The preview so, so he may die in this season. Maybe, or maybe like saying. the joke oh, is like, oh, they killed Kenny, you bastards. <laughs> oh, man, I don't know why I thought he did, but I'm going to have to go back and watch that. I think he might have burnt himself or blew himself up or something, but that might have been just the ongoing joke of it. Huh. But yeah, the preview, the second preview I watched looks awesome. I'll have to check it out. He's it like, they show, uh, what's the, the oldest son's name? He has the band like fucking Merlin's Monaco. <laughs> I can't think of his name. But I... uh, he's like in school and, the, and this like hot chicks off to him. He's like, no, Frodo was in a book. And she has like Lord of Rings. I'm like, oh, yeah, fucking. it's fucking. But that show is oh, one of my man. favorite. I don't know. Oh, it is. And anime. Bill Burr says that it's like based off of his childhood for the most part. Yeah. Um. Last note on anything that <laughs> yeah. I have before we get into music is the NBA has approved a plan for a 22-team season return with eight regular season games. Then going into the playoffs, it's all going to be played at Disneyland in Orlando, Florida. They're going to stay in hotels, just like I talked about the uh, NHL doing next week, last week. Cool. I don't really have thoughts on it. I think baseball's fucked. Baseball's so fucked, dude. All these guys in baseball complaining about the money that they're making and they don't want to make a prorated money for the season – so basketball comes back at the end of July. Hockey comes back during ba- baseball season. The only reason why people watch baseball is because those three sports are not on. Hockey, basketball, football. Those sports are going to overlap next year. Dude, all these players that are making fucking hundreds of million dollars in baseball, the money is not going to be there. These guys are being ignorant fucks. That's my take on that. We can get into it more as it goes on. But the baseball situation sucks. Those guys suck. 
They need to take a pay cut and play the goddamn sport. They're complaining about money. It's horrible. They're a bunch I, of babies. I couldn't agree more. The game takes four hours long. It's not as exciting as it was fucking 20 years ago. And they sit for most of the game. Or they hold the fucking ball so they can build up the velocity before they throw don't it. Don't even get me started, man, when it comes to... I, I'm just fucking over it. I don't even We'll get like, more into that next baseball week. Baseball was my first love. Not no more. Not no Next more. week, I'm, I'm fucking over episode baseball. 44, really Donnie's first love. <laughs> My first love was baseball, baby. Second was... love was vegetables. Third love uh, was boxing. I love my vegetables. <laughs> Fourth love is podcasting. My, Next week. My vegetables are popping right now. Yo, same. Dude, they're going crazy. Like the last week, it's crazy out there. It, like I swear, like every day, they grow fucking like an insane amount. My yeah. potatoes are fucking like, I swear, they grow three inches tall every day. It's fucking Hell nuts. yeah. And then my mint is growing a lot, too. Yeah. Big mojitos over here for the podcast. <laughs> yeah. I'm, I got um, fresh mint ready on the couch. CDJM. Mojito. Mint. Yeah. <laughs> Even though I hate making mojitos. Uh, they are delicious, though. Mojitos are delicious. <laughs> well, you don't have to go back to work, I guess. Yeah, right? You yeah, got we'll you, your first day back? You got the day off. You got the day off. <laughs> um, Let's get into some music, Jazz. All right. Let's do it. Well, let's listen to one of your songs. Why do we have to start off with one of my songs? Okay, well, let's start off with one of mine then. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we'll listen to. Let's see. Uh, do you, have, a, do you have another? Do you have another fucking reggae song this week? Around bum bum. I actually do. <laughs> this is Dizzy Wright and Demerick. The name is Don't Worry. You're creating energy that's working against your soul You remind me of this godlike entity that I used to know He used to say Don't worry about it, don't worry about it Don't worry about it, don't worry about it He used to say Don't worry about it, don't worry about it Don't worry about it, don't worry about it He used to say Too worried about them things that don't really matter or belong Every day learn something new, don't be like that past it along when i'm trying to concentrate i'm taking a puff on something strong but no knowledge can be power if you don't share it with no one i need me time before i have to bust off like a gun looking around me still searching for the love but i see none demons around me so don't make me have to show you where i'm from can't get locked in no cage or no dungeon on the east side where i reside i know niggas that bust for no reason i see niggas switch up like they seasons can't be fucking with no one to the we come, but bro. You're creating energy that's working against your soul. You remind me of this godlike entity that I used to know. He used to say, Don't worry about it. Don't worry about it. Don't worry about it. Don't worry about it. He used to say, Don't worry about it. Don't worry about it. Don't worry about it. Don't worry about it. He used to say, Each one. One, I gotta keep reaching. You already know. No, no. Said I came up from nothing, grew to be something. So I don't really care how it goes. Go, go, yeah, go. I took the long way, came from out the hallway. Don't worry what they all say. I know that they saw it. I'ma do this all day till the angels call me. I'ma give you all me till I'm dead and gone. Fear is not a option till I'm in the coffin. Got it on my losses. I'ma move with caution. And you know. I'ma eat with the boss. 
Don't ever sleep on your dreams, cause it dies. Remember, you're creating energy that's working against your soul. You remind me of this godlike entity that I used to know. He used to say, Don't worry about it, don't worry about it, don't worry about it, don't worry about it. Don't worry about it. I like that one. That was a good one. I like it too. The salt. <laughs> yeah, so they said something about salt. So the other night, me and Jess were out, and they brought us a hot plate of uh, salty rock of, salt of stuffies, but they were over like hot, hot was it rock the salt. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Was it? Yeah. So me and Jess were like, "What is it? Is it salt? Is it glass?" I was like, "No, <laughs> or is it rocks?" And then is it I just proceeded, decorative rocks. And I was like, proceeded to go, "Just try it." And I did. <laughs> very, very it, easily convinced. Tried it. And it was salt. It was salt. <laughs> but, it, but it could have been super hot because the plate was super hot and he could have yeah. just ruined his whole day. Yeah. Oh, that was so also, funny. while we were out the other day, we yeah. figured out that cell phones, not only for calling and texting, but also for a rear view mirror. Yes, they are very good for snooping. We were peeping mad people. Everybody, oh, everybody was out. There was a- Don't worry about it. <laughs> Don't worry about it. Dude, that one guy that was hollering at the girl, oh my god, I could. He was getting in so hard. That's when we oh, started. Oh, dude, he the had the Michigan, the Michigan shirt on. Yes, he did. Shout out to the dude in the Michigan shirt at the uh, Coast Guard house. Yeah, you were getting it, bro. We were on the Coast Guard bluff. They put us in the most windy spot in fucking Rhode Island. Oh, it was awful. You know when you're driving with your parents and like, oh, you're driving with your buddy's father. You guys go fishing. He's like, this is the tallest spot in Rhode Island. Yeah. We were at like, I was like, Jess, this is the yeah. most windiest the spot. Windiest the windiest spot I've ever been in in my entire life. It was just straight wind the whole time. I went home too and I was like, dad, you know, we went over the tallest spot in Rhode Island today. He's yeah. like, oh, Richmond. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, I don't know that. He's like, yeah, the Johnson landfill. I know. I was like, by the way, you owe Mr. Lindbergh five dollars for the fucking popsicles and fucking drinks on the way. Thanks. In shiners. Yeah, but definitely for shiners, kid. Shiners, not shiners. Actually, I owed him money not for the shiners, but for the lures I got stuck in the fucking tree when I had yeah, the you shiner. Didn't, yeah, you didn't even get one. I was out the there. guy with the line up in the fucking telephone poles. Yeah, and it was it was the one lure the guy's like, that's yeah. my favorite fucking my lure. Uncle I, we Phil, gotta go get we have to Phil. go get it. My uncle Phil, uh Brandon Bronson's yeah, father, yeah, yeah. every time, what the fuck, Chuck? He's like, that's my favorite. Like, I caught every, I caught three huge bass. You know what I said, go Jess? Can you, I said? Can you guess what I said? What'd you say? Don't worry about it. <laughs> Don't worry about it. <laughs> Rump, bum, bum. Yeah. <laughs> so the world, <laughs> the worm's on the hook. The shiner's on your. <laughs> 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 when you got your, <laughs> what is it? Uh, when the banjo minnow stuck in the cable wire. Don't worry about it. Don't worry about it. <laughs> now let's go into one of my songs for the week. One of my most slept on artists lately. He, like Lance Armstrong, kind of is a cocky fucking asshole. But this is Russ uh, featuring Devin the Dude. I've been on a Devin the Dune kick. Devin the Dude kick lately. He could be in the Dunes kicking He's, it. Yeah. But this is um, Foot on the Gas. Yeah. Mama wants to go out, break bread. Told her that I need to take a gun, they want me dead She don't want no part of that Told her it's a part of this Almost has a heart attack every time I acknowledge it Told her that I'm sorry, it's just how it goes But even if they take me out this life They can't take me out this soul I can never fold, I'ma go harder than ever I'ma make it through the pain, I'ma weather the weather Go to Bali just because, my Ferrari just because Blow a hundred, leave a fucking Maserati in the club Just because I'm alive, I'ma own it Memories are just the times we recognize the moment So I'ma take the jet to Vegas, put my family on it 
Appreciate the people that you got while you can hold them It ain't about your layup blog or your designer We shouldn't need no wake up call, fuck a reminder Sometimes something happens and you hope that it's just one time At least your foot is on the gas, you know it's crunch time I think we'll always feel like we don't have enough time So My foot on the gas Cause you never know when your numbers call Mix any with the juice Leave my life in the booth Point blank with the truth That's me Love yourself Make a move to yourself You should prove Fuck the Kevin rest Let them snooze Let them sleep I love him He's on and live life to the fullest Try not to let it end with a yeah, knife Mike. or a bullet Cause there's no sequel If you wanna stay peaceful You hang around positive people Somebody who needs you Would truly be hurt crying While identifying a bloody t-shirt You gotta put me first That means you, man You only live once Don't be a dunce, dog Do things Get fired up like butane Get up and get out Doing something that's holding you back Cut that shit out What you fussing about? Complaining, changes neither. I know I'm not your father, but you gotta try harder Cause sometimes, something happens and you hope that it's just one time At least your foot is on the gas, you know it's crunch time I think we'll always feel like we don't have enough time So, foot on the gas I'm a mama, swear to God, I'm a ball Keep my foot on the gas Cause you never know when your numbers call Foot on the Gas by Devin the Dude. And Ross. Which I, I mean, never... by Ross featuring yeah. Devin the Dude. <laughs> which I never really I realized I really liked him until you started telling me to listen to him. Yeah, Ross, dude, he produces no, his own good. shit, writes his own shit. He, he produces too. Terrible dancer. Great artist, though. He's Asshole in real life, too. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, he's a dickhead if you ever watch his interviews. But Maybe what even he more, says is kind of true, More than Lance. Maybe even more than Lance. But what he says is kind of true. I don't know, I've heard some shit like he's just an asshole in general. But anyway. He smashed out somebody in the back yeah. of the show. I forgot another yeah. rapper, but he smashed out. Yeah, I know exactly what you're talking about. I don't know the rapper. Who's, Who's going gonna... next? You have a throwback for the week? Yeah, this little exhibit. Oh, shit. Oh, no. <laughs> Featuring Eminem and Nate Dogg. My name, yeah, I know. This is 18 years old. Yeah, I think this is the first Eminem song that you've ever played. No, I played some other ones. I don't know what the fuck this is. This is not an Eminem song, it's an exhibit. Like the Devon the Dude. Yeah, exactly. It's actually it's an A Dog song. Like big spirit in this bitch, I'm ghostly Rush me, cause you ain't gonna live to roast me I had my motherfucking ass kicked by Moby If I let some bitch in the can like bitch I bully for me to do war and try to bring my crew back down I never stoop to that level to do that now I got a new cat, this time I'm pulling two gats out with bullets I finally got something to shoot at now Let's see who got they shitty on lock Let's see who got the better aim with the clock Let's see who come out on top Let's see who really want their name in the street Let's see who wanna die the same time as me And make ends meet Now was I blessed with a gift or cursed with a curse I followed her Hearse after hearse, spit verse after verse And I'll be damned if I let Billy Dan Capri Or anybody swig an axe at my family tree So now we talking saving my name Seems like your mouth is not connected to your brain you got a name dog, right? And you're awesome. Yeah, you, you don't even know, it doesn't matter what I'm saying. Nate dog's ain't care. Don't you so long, you be up, they get the pain. I don't wanna hear what you 
what you meant. Do not explain. Before you lay in your coffin. Why do you hate me? I came from nothing. Blood, sweat, and tears. You did not create me. How can you doubt me? You don't know shit about me. There'd be no West Coast without me. Cut with the bullshit. I struggle for survival. And now you trying to act like my rival? Watch what you say, partner. It's a small earth. Don't play games with your life, nigga. It's not worth all the pain, all the pain, all the agony, all the, agony, all the horror, all the, horror, all the tragedy. All the tragedy. Put your hands up, people. It's time to fight now. I beat holes in your chest. Remain hostile. Great in my life. Come on. One day you'll understand. They say that pride is the sign of a foolish man. So who the fuck? Who the fuck? You think you talking to? I've been directing the flesh. I'm right in front of you. I love it when you niggas be talking, saying my name. Seems like your mouth is not connected to your brain. Shit, it ain't the same. Better have a strap, my niggas are pulling play. Put your nuts on the table, my nigga, let's play the game. Strap, hurt you so long, you be up, dick with the pain. I don't wanna hear what you meant, do not explain. I never really smashed on Jermaine's ass, Grace smashed him. Nobody came up till he came back and jacked him. I never really brought it to his ass, I tapped him. I could have been like trash, poop, path, and slapped him purple. For mimicking him with two rapping Urkels. I could have snapped, took it past rap and hurt you, but I didn't. I kept it on wax and served you. I squared ass, cause I'm sick of rapping circles around these clowns, steady trying to call me out. It's like I'm listening to motherfucking dogs meow. You probably do better trying to come and stomp me out. You don't want it with rap. This is what I'm all about. Come on. You ain't neither But I know that I spit ether I sit across your belly Show you I'm not R. Kelly Pass me the weed I'ma put my asses out on his ass For the last time, man Watch your fucking mind when you niggas be talking Saying my name Seems like your mouth is not connected to your brain Two, zero, zero, three And shit, it ain't the same Better have a strap My niggas and pull and play Put your nuts on the table My nigga, let's play the game Hurt you so long You be up Think of the pain I don't wanna hear what you meant Do not explain I was gonna play Exhibit Alcoholic, but that's another like good one. I like the oh no, the one with the uh, hydraulics in the background. From was, that my, was that on Pit My Ride? <laughs> no, it was on Restless. I don't know if I know it. Yeah, I'm sure Restless if I heard it, I would know. Restless is probably his most popular album. If I heard it, I'm sure I know exactly. I like a little R and B. Hit it. All this right. is Galantis. Is that how you say it? Galantis? Gelatinous? <laughs> Galantis, maybe? I don't know. And Shipwreck featuring Pink Sweats. Only a fool. Ooh. Yeah. Honey, your boy. Hell yeah. There's some things about you I know I don't like. But I can't stand not having you right by my side. I would trade eternity for just tonight. You might be crazy, but at least I know you're mine. Just say that you feel the same. I'll show you what I really mean. Yeah. Cause even when you're afraid, I could be your remedy. Only a fool turned down your kiss. Cause girl, you got me. R&B 
Different from Pink. Oh, I like that jam. I like that one too. That was. Uh... I liked it a lot. Holy fool! Sorry, I'm a little excited. Get into one of yours. Obviously, everybody knows from the show that Griselda is one of my favorites of the new crew coming out. This guy isn't in the new crew. He's been around four years. Alchemist is one of my favorites, but producer-wise, Mad Lib Alchemist. This guy has teamed up every time with somebody that really packs a punch uh, when it comes to the producing side of it and the beats. But he is showing that he's a strong MC. I love this guy. It's Freddie Gibbs. Chit chit. 1985. Bitch, I travel with a cocaine circus Put the methanations on your clown ass Catch a nigga up and leave him down bad I go get a pack and take a nigga town And fuck his bitches with my out-of-town ass Bomb on niggas like Nagasaki Rockin' next to my pocket, I like a body Drop the check on the bit, many niggas be looking like baby mamas in these Maserati Bitch, I fuck up your face with a razor I make sure your motherfucking family can't do your body Nigga tugging this shit, put my blood in this shit Prick my finger, I pray no Illuminati Joe Pesci pushing product, these niggas is sweeter than Joe Exotic On the run like a solder, so fuck the police is a nigga be chillin' in the Havana Police caught him with a whole thing, now they stitchin' main whole game workin' 
gangland, made a lane in it, and my name in it is a game murder. All my raps in the crack files, bitch, I got them up at the vault. I'm the reason your mama be smoking that villain when ripping them contenders off. Yeah, he could be men up the Scotty in my crack lobby, I can smell the cane burning. Gangland, if you put a hit on Freddie Kane, it'll be a game murder. 1985, Michael Jordan, bitch, I travel with a cocaine circus. Flow God level like a nose speak, I make a song, we forget the game murder. Bitch, that's the mic, Yeah, yeah. So proud, love it like a rose speak, I make a song, we forget the game, huh? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Check, check. Check, check. Check, check. All those down south rappers that like really rap rap are always fire. A oh, check, check. Like Alchemist shit. just kills it. I mean, yeah, Alchemist kills anything on it, no matter yeah, what. Going out to the mixtape, like the the little things that he drops in the beginning of the songs and the intros is like awesome. I'm sure Freddie Gibbs obviously collaborated with him on talking about that stuff, but it just shows the extensiveness of their knowledge of like old movies and soul and Dolomite movie. Like it's all like that old shit. It's dope. Did you ever end up watching the actual Dolomite movie? Are you the one who's ever ended up watching it? Not the whole thing. No, I didn't. (laughs) Oh, dude, you got it's on YouTube. It's hysterical. It's like so funny. Funnier now after the the, uh, Eddie Murphy. (laughs) Definitely check out Dolomite, old and new. Everybody, this brings us to the end of the episode this week. Thank you for tuning in. Uh, Thank you for your support. I hope everybody um, stays safe this weekend. And just remember, next time you have a dispute with somebody on the side of you. That maybe it ain't so big. Maybe it ain't so bad. Take it in stride. Smile. Enjoy your day. Everything isn't as bad as you think it is all the time. Enjoy yourself. Be safe. Take care of your loved ones and your family. I'm Chuck. I'm Don. And I'm Jesse. CDJ. We'll see you next week, guys. This is My Loke by Dave East, which is kind of like sad. We ganged off. <laughs> to yeah. end it with, yeah. it's a banging ass song. Shit. Yeah. And Free I like Dave East too, he's another one I never really got into until recently. We creep, yeah. We creep man down. We creep man down. Yeah. yeah. We creep man down for wow. shit. For anything. Anything. Yeah. Kill man. Murder man. Pussy. Yeah. 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 Zans. Lean. Molly. Loud. Anything. They say don't question God. Damn. I you take my best friend, my nigga. We was mad poor, best friend that I could ever ask for. We going global, nigga. I begged you to get your passport. Ironic, we survived. The survival was just our last talk. We asked each other questions. I just wish I would have asked more. I ain't met a soul that had more heart than my nigga. I hear your voice, but I can't talk to you, nigga. I'm feeling awful, my nigga. Looking through your pictures, awkward, my nigga. Before foreign, used to walk with my nigga. I'm late to park with my nigga. Butcher partner, we was bagging up grams. Jamaica ad, we paid a dollar for vans. Always acknowledge your fan. Meach know I love him. Mel know I love him too. Soya know I got her forever. That's what a brother do. It was me, you, Pooch, and Mac. We ain't know they face. We asking who was that? I was selling sour. Y'all was moving crack. How many niggas you know? Get shot and shoot them back. Every venue felt your pain. Every time that you would rap. You was my low. I used to argue with you. We was used to taking losses. Ran it up. I started balling with you. The whole hood cried when you died. That's what you call official. Forever on my mental. My thumb. Just know I always miss you. You was my low. I used to argue with you. We was used to taking losses, ran it up, I started balling with you. The whole hood cried when you died, that's what you call official. Oh, wow. Forever on my mental, my thumb, just know I always miss you. Forever on my mental, my thumb, just know I always miss you. Forever on my mental, my thumb, just know I always miss you.
The whole hood cried when you died. That's what you call official. Really can't believe this shit. We was used to taking losses, ran it up, I started balling with you From the dirt, I'm so lost without my love Can't stop thinking about you nigga, I keep coughing off the smoke Never ducking, never hiding, you would offer nigga smoke Ain't nothing changed, I'm thinking back to when we all used to be broke How you leave me loco? In check crib, you and Momo When you was on the run, ain't take no photos I went to see you in Pennsylvania, you pulled up dolo You had a fiend acting like an Uber, I said that's my nigga shooter We was low though Hate me now, drop, we doing promo. promo. I was drinking lean and you was telling me to slow down. slow down. We was in Miami with Zoe, look at the low now. Uh. We was going up, the hoes the only thing that go down. Go down. Now I gotta live without my brother. my brother. Closest nigga to me. When I had to get it out the gutter. When nigga shot pooch, you was dead. Right when Ruger grazed my leg, you was dead. Right we was gang, we ain't kid. Gang. I'm looking at your pictures, just crying. Kyrie keep asking me, uh. Daddy, why you sad? I'm trying to deal with this tragedy. I'm trying. I really can't imagine you split. You used to pull up to the crib when I was rapping with Piff. You was dead when I blew 30 racks on my wrist. 30. Them quarter pounds landed. You would help me package the shit. I was so proud to know my crib was rapping and shit. Give him some time, he would have mastered the shit. I remember Jungle signs you. Niggas showing fake love, don't let it blind you. That's what I tried to tell you. Them niggas starting to smell you. If they can't hop on your train, they try to derail you. It'll never be the same, my nigga. You was my heart. You was my low. I used to argue with you. We was used to taking losses. Ran it up, I started balling with you. The whole hood cried when you died. That's what you call a fish. Oh, Forever oh. on my mental, my thought. Just know I always miss you. You was my low. I used to argue with you. We was used to taking losses. Ran it up. I started balling with you. The whole hood cry when you die. That's what you call a fish. Forever on my mental, my thought. Just know I always miss you. Really my name. Forever on my mental, my thought. Just know I always miss you. Forever on my mental, my thought. Just know I always miss you. Ran around the world, my nigga. The whole hood cried when you died. That's what you call official. How the fuck I'm supposed to do We was used to taking losses. Ran it up. I started balling with you. You was walking to my crib, dropping Glocks off. We from the projects with a yellow tape and blocks off. We wasn't doing shows. We was making drop-offs. Niggas on your dick when you gone. They need to hop off. I can't believe I'm making this song. In your eyes, I was never wrong. If you had problems, then it's forever on. You was dead when I cried for Freaky. You was dead when I cried for mugger. When nobody never seen me, you was right there. I got that text and I lost my mind. I just seen nigga. We was just texting, chatting online. I just told me you was tough and I believed you. A nigga shot you five times, you walked it off, so I believed you. Rest in peace to Hardy, Ruka Dawn, free raps. I can't even count all the product that we back. I can't even count all the bitches that we back. I can't even count all the niggas you got sad. Dirt gang, nigga. You was my low. I used to argue with you. We was used to taking losses, it up. I started balling with you. The whole hood cried when you died. That's what you call a fish. Forever on my mental, my thought. Just know I always miss you. You was my low. I used to argue with you. We was used to taking losses. Ran it up. I started balling with you. The whole hood cried when you died. That's what you call a fish. Forever on my mental, my thought. Just know I always miss you. Still outside, nigga. Forever on my mental, my thought. Just know I always miss you. No turning back. Forever on my mental, my thought. Just know I always miss you. From the dirt, from the dirt, the whole hood cry when you die.